0: Say this in love. We still don't get it. How else can I show you?
1: They already talked about it.
0: A ra- I love you Jesus I love you my heart is yours my heart is yours Jesus I love you Jesus I love you Jesus I love My heart is yours. Oh,
2: Jesus, this morning, our heart belongs to you. We worship you, our mighty God, our mighty King. We come before your presence, Lord. We owe you everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening our spiritual eyes today to see, opening our spiritual ears to hear what you're speaking to your people in this hour. Let every heart be softened, open, and receptive, ready to receive the word of the Lord this day. Oh, Father, we're so thankful we stand before you, the redeemed of the Lord a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, God's holy nation, God's holy people. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. Amen, amen, amen.
3: Last week we talked about. I talked about the missionaries that we support. We support Mike and Ethel Keys in the Philippines, and we support uh, Jeff and Kareen Rogers in Africa, and their ministry is called in, uh, is Child Legacy because they do a lot with orphans and, and homeless. And this week we got a message from an email message from Jeff Rogers and they're in Africa and they really can't get back to the United States because of the COVID and keys are in American can't get back to the Philippines because of COVID. So this week we got a message from child legacy from Jeff Rogers via email and it was for us and for you. And so we're going to show that it's just a minute or two long, but I think you'll like it.
4: Pastor Mike and Kathleen Gardner and Harvest Church, It's been a long time, but I wanted to take this this moment to thank you for the support that you've been to Child Legacy. In 2007, we moved to Malawi, having already spent 20 years in Zimbabwe, and you helped us get here, and you helped us get set up. When we moved here, there was nothing more than vacant ground, and we put up a tent, and we lived in that tent for two years. And our whole family invested everything that we had into pouring back into this community. We started a clean water climb that was spearheaded by Kareem. Now we've repaired over 5,000 wells in this country. Both of my boys were such a part of developing this project. And from a two-man tent and on a piece of ground where there was nothing, you can see what it has evolved to now It is now a project with a hospital that serves over 100,000 people, delivering over 7,000 babies successfully. We provide Caesareans here, just this year alone, we've done over 1,200 C-sections. This hospital has made such an improvement in this Ketchum area. The church that we've developed here and the outreach of that church is changing so many lives. This project employs over 200 people, and you gotta know that employment is so important in a developing country. You have been so committed to us every month, your support comes in to Child Legacy International. And I wanted you to see the impact that your support has had over these many, many years that you have supported the work that we're doing. Pastor, Harvest Church, thank you. Thank you for the support, your commitment, and your consistency that you have been to Child Legacy. I pray for God to pour out a blessing upon your lives and upon your church. God bless you all.
3: Well, we can make a difference not just here but around the world, and we may be small, but we're mighty. mighty. And so we appreciate that. Well, like he said, every month we sow to them. Consistently over and over, but what we'd like to do is receive a special offering and bless them because I know during the COVID thing it's been hard for the missionaries, it's been hard on everybody's finances. So, this morning we'll receive this morning's regular tithes and offerings. If you would like to sow into his ministry, you can put money and just mark it under missions. But we will also, I know a lot of you. Didn't know we we're going to do this so we will receive it again next week and then after next week i will send them a check so just whatever is in your heart uh, and be a blessing and and we'll do that and we appreciate it and like i talked about last week i believe when you sow you sow into good soil that's good soil ushers you can go ahead and receive the offering
0: say, what else could I do? What else could I say? How else could I show
2: I Out a text this week because uh, I wanted you to be here today. I want you here every time the doors are open. But this morning I'm going to play you a 30 minute video, and this woman's name is Wanda Elger. Are they from Virginia? Her husband's a pastor, and she's prophetic. And uh, I listened to this message already twice. And this is where the body of Christ is at right now. Are you listening? So you're going to have to um, listen carefully. And I I pray in the name of Jesus that your ears are open to hear what God is speaking. Amen. And uh, God is doing a new thing. And we're in a new season. The children of Israel, they left Egypt. How did God lead them? Pillar of fire and a cloud of glory. But then when they got to the Jordan River and had to cross that swollen river, how did they cross? Yeah, but what were their eyes on? What? Specifically, what were the eyes on? That answer is correct. It was on the ark. I taught this last year, folks. Eyes were on the ark. It was a new way of marching. So are you going to listen today? Amen. Let's play it.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Wanda. And I want to share a very important prophetic dream that the Lord gave me two nights ago that I believe he wants us to get a hold of his believers because we are in for some huge changes in the days ahead, some major shifts, and he wants us to be prepared for those. And what we are walking through now, as hard as it is, we have to go through some of these things if we're going to embrace the new. I want to talk to you about familiar spirits and things that have become so familiar to us that we can't imagine any other way. And the way that the Lord presented this to me in a dream uh, was showing that we are in a transition right now between the old and the new, between things that we've always known to be true and right and good And yet the Lord is taking us into a totally new era that is very unfamiliar to us. And for some people, it's really going to be hard. It's actually going to be leaving things that have been so familiar they've been home to you. And you can't imagine any other way. And in this dream, the Lord was very clear that there's actually even going to be a grieving process that many are going to go through as we enter into what God has for us. I never would have expected that kind of message to come and yet this isn't the first time that I've had this kind of dream so I want to share it with you and then I want to unpack it a little bit specifically in relation to familiar spirits because there are some mindsets and belief systems that have become so ingrained in us as believers we can't imagine any other way and this is what God is wanting to shake up. This is what God wants us to get a hold of so that we can embrace the new, so that we can be ready for what what is ahead and the dream that I had, I've actually had it before and I pay attention to dreams that are repeated with the same kinds of things and in years past as I have had dreams and, and grown in dream interpretation because of my call to the body of Christ, many times I find myself experiencing dreams as a believer, as the church and I feel these things. The Lord just gives me an empathy to know what we're going to be walking through as believers so that we know how to come through you know, with, with the joy and with the purposes of God. Because in this dream I found myself at my mother's wake. She had just died. Now my mother in the natural, she's already gone on to be with the Lord a number of years ago. She actually had Alzheimer's for over 15 years. And so my own grief process with my, with my own mom, uh, it, it was, you know, years ago I actually went through that grieving process even because of the Alzheimer's. She really left us uh, even before she died a number of years later. And so as I was experiencing what I did in this dream, I knew it wasn't necessarily mine towards my mother, but it was something much bigger. Because I found myself at this wake, my mother's wake. And it was nearing the end of this wake. And I want you to hear that because we are in this period of waking up as believers. We are transitioning here from one generation to the next. And I I knew that people were just leaving. It was like near the end. And I saw my youngest son and his wife just standing off at a distance watching. And that's very important. My youngest son's name is Joshua. Which means Jesus saves. And so there's this picture of these three generations, and as I, as I knew that I was, I, I was seeing my mother, and she was not in a coffin. She wasn't even in a wooden casket. As a matter of fact, what she was in, she was actually encased in this metal can. That's all I can describe it as. It was metal, which is very important because as I have dreamed a lot of these kinds of things before, metal is usually man-made. It was a man-made case, and it, and it had a lid on, and it, it even had notches in it. And you know what it actually reminded me of? Was those old food cans in, uh, that they used to sell during World War II in the Depression, when they would sell like cans of sardines or fish in these in these like oblong cans. That's what it looked like. So it was this metal can that she was encased in And it had these muted colors and you could tell it's very old, yellow and red. That's what she was in. But that was not necessarily the focus when I was in the dream. In the dream, I just was weeping, feeling this deep pain and this grief because I knew that I would never see her again. I would never talk to her again and that she was gone. And I woke up. I mean, it was so deep. It woke me up and I was lying there in my bed weeping and feeling the pain of this separation. And as I prayed into this and I was asking the Lord, what what are you saying? And he said, this is a picture of what the body of Christ is going through now and even will go through in this coming, in this season, because we are at the end of a wake of an awakening and it is a transition From one generation to the next, there's three generations in this dream. The generation that's gone before, but then the the younger generation now waiting and watching and looking, waiting to move on. And even in this dream, the interesting thing that I found myself doing, I was going around the table and picking up the crumbs that were left over. And in my mind, I was thinking that that was the right thing to do. I needed to save whatever I could. (laughs) Even that has significance because they were just crumbs. And in this whole thing, I knew that the Lord was saying, we're going to have to let go of things of the past that have brought us that comfort, that have brought us that security, that have been so familiar to us. We can't imagine living without them because God has something new. And it's not even necessarily bad. And I'm not even speaking of parents or grandparents or our loved ones. But this has to do with generational mindsets and thinking. See, when I saw that can, my mom was born in the Depression era, and she grew up in a very poor home. She, I mean, she knew how to, you know, kill the pigs and, and you know, pluck the chickens, and, you know, they grew up on nothing. And that's how she lived her life. She was a, a wonderful hostess, and she, you know, fed us on a shoestring growing up. That's what she knew. That was life to her, and, but she had a joy in doing it. But I knew that in this picture the Lord was showing a generation that has been encased within a man-made system that has actually ended up putting us in bondage and we haven't even known it. And in my youngest son whose name is Joshua Jesus saves. So we're going through this because there are generations that are behind us that are watching. And there's great salvation In store for the generations to come and so we're in this place of letting go and even of recognizing what is it that I might even be hanging on to the fact is there is a grief process and I feel like this is what some of us are gonna have to walk through and I felt like it was a way that the Lord was saying simply be prepared it's okay some people find change really hard I for one I personally I I love change I'm a creative thinker I'm a pioneer I love to go do the new things. I I get bored really easy. But for some people, I mean, my my husband's a little different. You know, he's steady and true. Change doesn't always come as quickly or as easily. And this is some of the tension that we're experiencing even now. And that we're going to be walking through yet before we we see this final breakthrough. Okay. Because the Lord is paying attention to what's going on on the inside of us. Remember, this is so much more than just fixing a government. What we are walking through is much more than just getting back our president or even going back to normal. Hear me, we will never go back to what we thought was normal. God has a new normal. This is the part of the process of what we've got to embrace. Allow ourselves to go even through the grieving process of realizing that that which we have always thought was right and true and good because it's familiar. God's saying, I've got something in store for you. You can't even imagine. You've been eating the crumbs off the table and I've got a feast prepared for you. This this process is not easy. And I even posted on my you know my Facebook page yesterday that you know there's a new wine that the Lord is pouring out. it's a it's a new wine of the spirit. New wine takes new wine skins and this too is a part of of the wine skins, the old wine skins. That's what's dying. but new wine skins have to form, but he's forming it in you and I. We are the wineskins. <laughs> But there's also systems that we have become so attached to. Those two are old wineskins that need to be put away in favor of new wineskins. Can we recognize what they are? Do we know what these systems are? You know, mindsets and things that are familiar. They can be systems, mindsets, beliefs, habits, expectations, things that are just again so familiar. And, you know, as I thought about this this morning, the Lord gave me kind of an illustration to picture it. What would it be like if you were actually born and raised in a prison? You didn't know it was a prison, but you were born in it and you just learned to live in it. You made friends with the warden and the inmates and that's your life. That's all you know. You've never been outside. All you know is life inside the prison. They've got rules, they've got protocols, and you adjust and you just figure this is normal. You find joy and happiness within that system because it's familiar and it's home. I would propose to you that we have been growing up within a prison system of man's making and of the enemy's making. And we haven't even known that we're in chains. We haven't even known that we're in bondage. And this is part of the grieving of waking up and realizing we thought we were home. But God has something so much better. And, and hear me when I'm saying home and where, where God wants to take us. I'm, just, I'm not talking He's taking us to heaven and I'm not talking about the rapture. I'm talking about heaven coming to earth. I am talking about a demonstration of the kingdom, the king and the kingdom that everything that we've known before is going to pale in comparison. <laughs> but this transition from that which we've known would be like living on, uh, in, uh, inside the prison and having someone come tell you, you know, you know there's, there's flowers and there's trees out there? It's like, what's that? <laughs> someone trying to describe life outside it and you can't even imagine. And I believe that this, this is what we're being faced with you know, things, things that are familiar are not necessarily bad. They can be good, but what I've found, because this has been something I've walked through before in my life, when I'm wanting to pursue God and I know that He is taking me into a season of growth and expansion, and yet there's things that it's like I can't break through. And it's like, what is keeping me from breaking through? Or my expectations just aren't being met. And, and I get to this place like, why can't I break through? Why can't I see this? And this is oftentimes where Holy Spirit, if I listen and ask, the Lord will show me. Something that's become so familiar I haven't even recognized. It's not God's best. It's time to move on. It's time for an upgrade. It's time for a reboot. It's time to look past that. You know, an example. I'll give you a couple examples so you know what I'm talking about. You know, when I when I grew up, I grew up in a in a home in a community that was very conservative, where I was taught that that women don't lead in church, women don't take an active role, and that was familiar to me. It was. And it was safe. You, you were even taught that that was safe and that was proper. So when the Lord began to, you know, I got baptized in the Spirit and Spirit began to flow through me and, and all these things started coming out. That was very unfamiliar. It was not, it did not feel safe. It did not, you know, it wasn't like something I ran to, but I knew the Lord was saying, you got to trust me in this, <laughs> you know, to take me into new places that I, I could grow in him and then share with others what he gave me you know both my husband and I after we were baptized in the Spirit you know we we left our conservative community after we were married we moved to Tulsa Oklahoma and attended Oral Roberts University now we we were both brought up in the Mennonite church going to Oral Roberts University was not on our on our list okay and it was not anything that any of our friends or relatives like because even at that time I mean this was like 30 years ago Uh, the the impressions of that university, of Earl Roberts. It's like, that is, you might as well have just sent us to a foreign country. And in fact, I'll never forget the first time we walked onto the campus. It was like the twilight zone. But those three years there changed our life. It was very unfamiliar. But that's what launched us then into the ministry that, that God called us into. The most profound time when I had to get in touch with A familiar spirit, and I'll explain that in a minute, where God, I knew, was saying, Listen, you've got to let go. Trust me because I've got something new for you. It was a couple years ago, through a dream, the Lord told me that he was going to do a major pruning in my life. I've been an intercessor all my life. I've never called myself really an intercessor. I just thought everybody prayed the way I did. It was just my walk with the Lord. But I never had to work at prayer. It just, I loved praying. I felt the most fulfilled and the most powerful when I prayed because that's where I had the connection with the Holy Spirit. And there's just this, you know, this flow of hearing His heart and His voice and I could release it through prayer. But three years ago, in a dream, I was laying on an operating table and there were angels all around me. And I knew in the dream that my left arm was being cut off. And it was a drastic operation, but I knew. They were telling me, Wanda, it's going to be okay. it It's, it's... It's for your good. I didn't know for a couple of months, what in the world, Lord, what would you cut off my life that's going to feel like you cut off my left arm? And it wasn't until a couple months later that he told me it was my call to intercession. It was the grace on my life for intercession. I was totally shocked because I was, it was like, that, that's me. I mean, I can't imagine life without that. How, what? intercession is good and see this is a thing but what he helped me to see was you know in the pruning if you understand the scriptural principle of pruning he takes that which is already bearing fruit and he'll prune it so that he can produce even more in a different way and it wasn't until a couple months later because I was beating myself up because indeed I felt the difference I and you know I don't want to go down a rabbit hole but if you have been called to intercession, there is a grace on your life. You just love to pray. You, no one has to tell you to pray. You, it, it just, it comes easy. Well, imagine if that grace isn't there. I battled with it for a year. It's like, what is wrong with me? I, I, it's, I can't, it just doesn't happen the way that it used to. And, and it was still, that was very unfamiliar to me until the Lord stopped me one morning. He said, Wanda, where is my grace operating in your life right now? Where where do you feel the most blessed? And I stopped and I realized it was in my writing. And all of a sudden I realized that the gift that he had given me had never left. The gift actually was the spirit of wisdom and revelation that flowed in the prayer closet. He simply changed the method of communication. Because he was taking me into a season of writing down the vision. Taking me out of a season of, "Wand, it's no longer... You just interceding with me and praying. Now I want you to write down everything I've taught you through the years and I want you to impart it to others. This was an example of something that was so familiar. It was good. It was right. But there came a point where God said, It's time now. Trust me. I'm going to cut that off because I'm going to take you here. (laughs) So in these times of transition, it can be unnerving. (laughs) And we're caught in this limbo. Because all of a sudden, it's unfamiliar territory. You know, this is what God told Abraham when he told him, I'm sending you into an unfamiliar land. And it's where you just have to trust God. So, back to the dream and what I see even happening as the nation here. I believe that what God was showing is that even we as believers in this nation, we have been encased. I feel like in seeing my mom, it was the generation that we have grown up in that we have been born and bred within a man-made system and we haven't even realized it. And I believe that even the yellow and the red, I've dreamt those colors numerous times and it's always meant the same thing. It's a communist system. We have been raised in that and it's all we've known. It's been very hidden. It's been very muted. I mean, even the colors on the can, they were very muted. You could barely see it but it was also old you could tell it was for another era and even the depression era you think poverty and war you know we we've gotten so accustomed to these things and this is the thing in terms about systems and the familiar systems that we've become so so used to our government system we we can't imagine any other system than what we've been raised in and the way that our government and the politics work what if God has something totally different I mean, our financial system. We're we're used to being in debt. We're very familiar to always be servant to lenders. That we're always paying out all this. And we think it's just normal. It's familiar. Our health system. We've gotten so accustomed to going to the doctors for every little sickness and disease. And just expecting that they're going to fill out all these prescriptions. For all these medicines that we somehow need. Without recognizing (laughs) all that we have been eating and taking into our systems for years that have probably only exasperated those very symptoms. It's just familiar to us. In our educational system, we've just grown up thinking if it's in print, it must be true. Everything that we've been taught and that our kids are taught, it's just been so familiar. You just learn to accept it, that this is is normal. It's life. And I'm, I'm telling you, God... We're at the point where God is saying, (laughs) no. There's some new systems I have for you. They're going to be very unfamiliar to you. But I guarantee you, they have nothing on the crumbs of the past. (laughs) You think you've been feasting. No, no, no. You've just been eating crumbs. There's something that's far more valuable And see, the generations behind us are looking. They're watching. Because if we don't leave behind those familiar things, if we can't make that shift to let those things go, we're not even going to see what God has. Even be able to think, is there any other way? Is there something else? Maybe I should start asking questions. (laughs) The Lord actually brought to mind, you know, the Left Behind series, which I don't agree with that theology. But I know what needs to be left behind. It's all those systems. It's those man-made systems that the enemy has taken advantage of. They are demonically controlled systems. That's what needs to be left behind. And, I, and again, with this dream, I feel like the Lord is just saying, Listen, it's going to be okay. Some of you, it's going to be hard to leave some of these systems. But allow that process. There is going to be a process of even grieving. Allow the Holy Spirit to take us through this process. This is a collective journey we're on. In terms of the timing, you know, I, I said it in the last video that I did. I said April, and I'm not prophesying that. This is just something that's in my spirit in terms of any anything being set right. And I've been asking the Lord, Why? <laughs> Because it's like we're we're barely hanging on some because I've been hearing from some of you. I mean, people are anxious and they they can't sleep and they're worried. And we just want to know when is it going to happen? When is something going to happen? But I just feel like the Lord's saying, listen, we've got to get beyond that. Listen, if it was just a matter of fixing a government or getting back a president or fixing a rigged election, there's far more than enough evidence that could have been done already. Which should tell you already it's something much bigger. We are going through a collective deliverance of some things that are so much bigger. You know, the governmental system is but one thing. It's one piece of the puzzle. And we need to be careful not to make that such the focus that we miss what God is wanting to do in this time of pressing. And it is a a time of pressing because he's forming some new wineskins. And as we get in touch with this, we need to pray for each other. That we can see these things together. That we can allow this process to happen because there needs to be collective agreement for collective deliverance. We are going through corporate strongholds. These are national, international principalities and powers. And the Lord is looking for the body of Christ to come together and to to agree. That's that's so powerful in the spirit because we're wanting to displace these systems. It's not enough to renounce them, to refute them. We have to replace them. And so it starts up here. And it has to go in here that we want them and part of that is being able to let go of some things that we thought were normal and good and this indeed is part of the wake that we can see it the way that God sees it and maybe we need to see it in that man-made encasement that tomb that's only enslaving us because he's got something so much better. I love the scripture, Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. (laughs) That's our promise. That's his promise. We are walking through a wilderness. We don't know everything. We don't have to as we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and realizing He is taking us into a promised land, whatever that looks like. And He has some things that are going to be so amazing and so incredible. I just know it in my spirit. And I just want to encourage you, don't worry about what the news says or what appears to be happening, be they executive orders or legislation. I just know in my spirit the Lord just says don't worry about it (laughs) they're not going to last and even though there's going to be some things that we're still going to have to face I I think for a couple more weeks because it's going to have to get personal for everybody but there's grace there's grace because it's only for a time it's only for a time and so we keep our eyes fixed on the promise on who he is and so I've written some articles on my blog about familiar spirits, and and, and let me just say, the reason I say familiar spirit is because if you begin to agree with a mindset or even a lie, and I'll specifically say an ungodly belief or a lie that you thought was right or uh, you thought it was right, And if you find yourself so much in agreement with it, it actually opens the door to the enemy and he will begin to oppress you and press down on you. And and it's like that spirit is there. And so it's a familiar spirit. It's attached to that familiar mindset. And so the way that you get free is you recognize it. You recognize that that's not God's best. You repent for agreeing with it. You just, I'm sorry, Lord, I didn't see it. I don't want that. You renounce it. I don't want to... I'm ready to leave it behind. I'm ready to let go of it. I want what you have. Then you refocus. You refocus and you begin to recite God's word, God's promises of those new things. You invite the Holy Spirit. God, show me. What do you have? What's your vision? You know, it's it's one thing to try to point out all the things that aren't working. Let's just pray. God, give us new vision. You know, God is raising that up in all those systems that I told you about. I've already seen it. God has already raised up, raising. He's already raised up leaders who are casting the vision for the days ahead. And this is what we need to pray for because it can lift people's hope. That we can't just look at what's wrong. We need to begin to have eyes to see what God has planned for us. And it's gonna be amazing. it's gonna be shocking, but it's gonna be amazing. So this is where my this is where my hope is. If you if you want these things in writing and even some of the scriptures that I have and, and more. I've written a blog about this at WandaAlger.me, my latest blog. And if you click on it, I've got some links, even to some previous articles I wrote years ago about familiar spirits and about leaving, uh, leaving things behind that, that can help you with this. You know, if it fits, obviously, uh, you know, I want you to embrace it and be blessed by it. Maybe you might know someone who's really having a hard time. With the change, with the unknown. Maybe this can help them too. It's just to ask the Lord, you know, is there anything that I'm holding on to that's keeping me bound up that I just need to let go and just say, God, I trust you with it. You've probably got something better. So I hope that this has been an encouragement for you because Jesus, who is the Savior, Redeemer, Transformer, (laughs) Reformer, He is leading us into a place of new wine. He's forming new wine skins. And even though the transition may be a little bumpy, it'll all be worth it. Uh, We're going to look back on this time and even thank God for the challenging times. Because that's what really solidifies our faith. And I tell you, it's going to impact generations to come. I guarantee you. So be blessed, be encouraged, continue to praise and thank the Lord for what he's doing because he's still king.
2: Do you want to share what you about the crumbs? Remember when I came home? Yeah, I do.
3: And, I mean, we were in a grieving process. It's It was like losing an arm. And I turned that on. And when I was listening to it, the dog was still standing by me, and I was giving him crumbs, giving him treats. The feast was coming, and I knew this was where we were at. God's just got new things coming and and we've and it's been we went we were in a grieving process in the natural but it just that's what's going on in the spiritual realm and you know as now that he's gone i didn't realize everything i did i would go home to check on him i'd put the garbage can up so he wouldn't get in it and all those things and that's the way we are in this You know, in our lives, there are things we hang on to that we don't even realize that we're hanging on to. And we've just got to let God take us to the new territory. And I'm going to get a new dog one day. (laughs)
2: Let's stand up this morning. Thank you for being so receptive. I encourage I don't know who's not here today, how we can figure that out. But they need to get the message so we can give them the information and they can hear it. Did you get something out of that, young or old? Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you're doing a new thing in my life, my family, and this church. I pray the eyes of our understanding be opened in the days ahead to see what you're doing, Holy Spirit. And our ears are open to hear words from heaven. Father, I thank you, Lord, the people of Harvest Church hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and the voice of the stranger. They'll not follow. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for grace to make changes. That, Lord, we can come into the new things that you have for all of us. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy this day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you.